Cats Community and Conversations, a weekly podcast dedicated to Medicine Hat and the surrounding area, hosted by Linda Tooth and Michelle Marshall. Stay tuned for more. Hey, Linda. Hi, Michelle. How's it going? Fantastic. We're back for another episode with our favorite friend, Bonita. Part three of Cats Community and Conversation. You forgot to say that this time. I totally did. Welcome back to Cats Community and Conversation. Good job, Linda. Thank you. You finally remembered how to do this properly. I know. Thanks for having my back. Anytime. Anytime. We were just so, we're so in the... We're zone. This, we are in the I zone know, today. I know. We're ready for part three of our chat with Benita and her journey from low German Mennonite. And you said, you, you mentioned earlier off air, your journey into normal culture. I don't know what normal culture is. I don't is. know. What it, <laughs> but we'll we welcome you. you. But yeah, welcome. Welcome yeah. to oh. this weird, weird culture. Culture, non-culture lifestyle, I guess. True. What What is normal culture? I don't know. You, right? I know you said it and I was like, what is that? I what think you're, I think you're asking the wrong people because well, to be honest, we, I like, we're not normal. We don't have <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not normal. And but, I don't really have a culture, so. <laughs> you know, on my way home last, um, last week when we recorded the podcast and we talked about domestic violence mm-hmm. and how these women are so, uh, controlled and it just, it, it made your blood boil and you're yeah. just, you know, and I drove home and I'm, and I had these thoughts about like liberating these women and we got to do something. I'm like, but wait, what makes me think that I know how they should live? What? Well, thinks- that is the question. Right? Yes. And you know, that's a very good point. I feel like they need to want to liberate themselves. Yeah. You're more there as a resource when they're ready to liberate. Right. Does that make sense? But, yeah. You know, I... I pondered and pondered upon it. I didn't answer myself. And it's probably a good thing I might I might be sent somewhere if I answered myself. But you it's know, awful. I was just thinking like what what makes me think that I know how people should live? Anyway. No, I think you're you're the advocate for them, right? Yes. If they have questions, concerns, yes. they, they know that there's somebody that they can ask. Yes. For for people like me, you know, yes. yeah. like me, I didn't want the lifestyle, and I found a way out. And I know there are plenty. And just we, I got quite a few messages from people last week that uh, messaged me, and thank you so much for those that reach out to me. Um, my heart just, you know, goes out to you guys and messaged me anytime. Um, yes, I cried when I read some of those stories, and here we are to talk about another heavy topic. Yes, we um, are. Sex education. Sex education, yes. yes. And I want to just say before we get into that, we were reading some of the comments this morning as well, too, yeah. that you received from our episode that dropped today, and both Michelle and I were just blown away with yeah. with some of the comments you've been getting. So I really feel that what we're doing is is uh, critical for this population. So yes. uh, let's dive in. Sex ed, what do we know? <laughs> what, what did we, you know? Nothing. There is no sex ed. <laughs> okay, that's it for today. Thanks for joining us. Stay tuned next time for... Uh... <laughs> No sex ed, obviously, no. and they don't go to school that long. So how do they learn? How do they learn? <laughs> and to add to that, is there a lot of teen pregnancies? Y- yes, and mm. I'm, I'm ready to talk about stuff. So the idea is if they don't know about sex, they won't have sex. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. But... It doesn't work, obviously. No, so that's like the mentality. If we don't that, talk that's about the sex, mentality, then they there's won't no have such sex. thing as yeah. sex, basically. And then they'll get married and they'll just know 
what to do and how that works. Oh, okay. Um, there was a, a couple here in Southern Alberta who, a young couple, got married. And, and they're being taught that you buy babies. You buy them at the hospital. Or some kids are even told that you buy them at Walmart. I made a really funny TikTok when my sister had her baby. Her cart was full of stuff and we put her baby on top of the cart. And I'm just, you know, I have evidence and I posted it on TikTok that I have proof where babies come from. <laughs> okay, I was just at Walmart yesterday and I went up and down those aisles and there were no babies. babies. I didn't see no babies. The funny thing is I had no idea I was going to be pregnant this Christmas. I posted that video last Christmas, <laughs> and I joked that I put a baby on layaway at Walmart. So, in, Oh, my God. That's so funny. In three and a half weeks, I'm going to Walmart to pick up my layaway Going baby. to the doll section. They got some cuties in there and pick one up and take... Like, Dude, oh, no. my God. So, even no. in the education... <sighs> system that you like Mennonites go through there's no talk of sexual health reproduction health anything like that nothing 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 wow so yeah this couple had gone to the hospital and they wanted to buy a baby in southern Alberta and and you don't want to laugh uh, no you don't it is oh my god you want to laugh, but then you just want to cry and then you want to break stuff because you're so like all of the emotions at the same time Wow. And another really sad thing is that um, because there is no education, um, I've personally personally known one lady and heard of others who are pregnant when they find out where babies come from. They had no idea what was happening. They had no idea how babies are made, how they grow inside of you. And they're being told that, or find out that they are growing a baby, and that's where babies come from. But they didn't really understand how it got there. So this wow. is no conversation between a mother and a daughter? No. No. So a couple of years ago, I was asked by an organization here in Southern Alberta to help them with um, a, a consent campaign in Low German. And I'm like, I can help you, and I did the best that I could, but I'm like... We are so far away from talking about consent. They don't even know what they're consenting to. Yeah. We first need to teach them about sex and everything. Like, they're, first of all, their bodies. And then and then the act, you know, everything. Right? Yeah. And then talk about consent. Um, same with periods. Like, And I was going to say, it must come back to, like, we're not even talking about hitting puberty. And the, what you go through as a pubescent teenager or anything like that, female, male. So there's no talk of periods, no talk of, you know, why am I growing facial hair? No talk of anything like that. I mean, I can remember being in grade six. So what about 11, 11, 12 ish in that age group when the school nurse or whatever came in and did a, did a talk on that. So there's nothing like that. Mm -mm. So what happens when a girl gets her period for the first time so it depends i think with more and more people being less traditional in the culture there's a little bit more education but the way my parents grew up and the the very traditional spectrum of the culture they just don't know and girls get their period and they think they're dying they have no idea what's happening to them and it's a it's it's a like, I remember when I first got my period, and I was scared. Because I was like, I, I knew it was coming. But I was still like, 
like I don't feel good mm-hmm. and like what's all of this and so to to not be even slightly prepared for that I not can't even imagine the fear that they would the terror they felt I know yeah it's um yeah <clears throat> so that's how my mom grew up luckily my mom had an older sister I have no idea who helped her through it yeah but the older sister helped my mom through them but she legit thought she was dying now with the very limited knowledge that my mom had, she did such a good job at um, talking to me. However, however, she knew best. Yeah. And she told me it was the cutest thing. She came up to me one day and she brought um, a pack of pads. And she's like, do you know what these are? And I, I knew they were adult stuff, <laughs> yeah. but I didn't know what they really were. And then she explained what it was. You'll get your period. You'll bleed from your vagina, and you take this out, and this is how you put it on. And she said, if you wake up one morning or one day and you have blood in your underwear, come get me. And so she was there for me and walked me through it. And I was still terrified. I was still terrified to get my period. Here's the, the thing that makes me laugh now. It wasn't funny back then. She forgot to mention that you don't have it every single day for the rest of your life. I thought I was going to bleed every day, every Every day. day. And I did not want to live anymore. And I remember one day just praying to God. And I'm like, first of all, why do women get periods? And why did you make me a woman? If that is how you decided to make women. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I said, I really, I, I would rather not live then. If I'm, if I'm going to have a period every single day of my life. I'd rather not live. I don't think I'd want to live either if no. I had to have every single day <laughs> And I life. just, you know, thinking back, it was so real to me. The fear yeah. was real. And I got depressed. Of course, yeah. And I don't blame my mom at all. Like, she did so much more for me than anybody else had done for her, right? Yeah. Um, and then I, I don't remember how I found out that, like, you have appeared for a couple of days and then, and then you don't, but then it comes back. And then I'm like, okay, I can do that. So yeah. I can at least go horseback riding for... Two or three weeks out of the month. Yeah. You know. Um, and another thing is... Um, I was allowed to talk about this because it's so strange. They're not allowed to wear bras. What? <laughs> okay, it's... well, that's a bonus. If you ask me... Well, it is a bonus. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. The first thing that comes off when I get home is my bra. So... <laughs> Oh my god! Okay, so so it's a sin. It's vanity. It's unnecessary. It's vanity. I guess perky boobs. (laughs) Well, I'm wearing one today that I bought at Friday's Image. So I guess to Friday's Image. Shout out to Friday's Image. (laughs) I cannot imagine being the size that I am. Right. Right. Not and the back pain that you would have. Right. Without some support. So what do they wear? No, not, I'm telling you, every time I go to Superstrip now or record, I'm going to be looking okay, at these women. So I'm going to go, I realize now that it, you don't... Like, it it has really changed. This day, especially the ones that live in Canada, even the very, very traditional ones in Canada, there's a different God, interestingly. Um, they get away with certain things in Canada. That might be another conversation. <laughs> wow. I had so, no idea. No, but the very traditional ones or the older um, ladies, because that's still what they were yeah. taught. Yeah. <clears throat> They won't wear bras. And imagine having 15 kids and breastfeeding. How does it not hang down to your knees? Well, I, th- I think it kind of does. If you ever... 
Is that why? Is that why? Is so, that why so the, the, the waist, waist? The waist is a really tight waist, and I imagine it's just holding those. Girls if up. everybody could see us now, <laughs> they'd be like, "Wow, what kind of show is this? It's gone kind of weird." We're all like, kind of holding our boobs up here, going. But oh. it makes sense, right? A high waist on the dress probably lifts those Gives up them a, a, bit little, of a lift. little bit of a platform for them to sit on. And, and then, Kate, okay, to get into one of the, one of these traditional Mennonite dresses is a true art form. Is I it? should I have a traditional one. I should bring it one day. Maybe next. But it's got so zippers aren't allowed either, right? Because that's a modern world technology, <laughs> and you should no bras, no zippers, <laughs> no bras, no zippers. That has changed also. But I have an old traditional dress. It has buttons at the top. And so there's a front part that comes off. Yeah. And it reveals a detached blouse from the skirt. Like it's it's part of the back of the dress, but it's not attached to the skirt with buttons in the front. It so it's very medieval. It is very medieval. Like I but it's like genius for, and, yeah, for yeah. Yeah, breastfeeding. It, yeah. That makes sense, right? Because if you can just, and then breastfeed, yeah. Really I mean, let's go back sense. to the 1500s, 1600s. You watch those kind of shows like right? Outlander, whatever. Yeah. yeah, I never, Bridgerton never saw them put a bra on. Right? No. It was always and something, something else. To hold to in. To hold but, in, but right? they had corsets. Yes. yes. These women have nothing. Nothing. But a waistband. Well, no, yeah. As a platform. Oh, as a platform. And I'm sorry. I don't mean to laugh. I'm just, I'm a little jealous, actually, because if I could get away with not wearing a bra ever, I probably Well, I can't even imagine. Like, I can't, I won't even tell you what I spent on the ones that I'm wearing today. <laughs> right? Because it's so expensive. My most expensive item in my wardrobe every day is definitely my bra. Yeah. yeah. And I have to special word. <laughs> so, and there's, I, well, I'm in an eight and I got, I got it. I got the gene from somewhere. There's other women like me out there. Very, very blessed women. Wow. But yeah, so my mom oh and my her, God. my mom and her older sister really wanted to wear bras. And I, I forget what she told me, but somehow they got a hold of a bra that they would Share, I think, if I remember correctly. So well, you wear it Monday, I'll wear it Tuesday, <laughs> Wednesday, Thursday. You know, I might be a C, you might be an A, but that's okay. <laughs> we're going to share. We're going to make this work. <laughs> and there were probably the only girls in the village that had a bra. They had to hide it. Wow. And my grandma found it. The girls got punished. I don't know what happened, but yeah, hell was raised and my grandma burnt it. Wow. It was just, it's so taboo. So Wow. <laughs> so, okay, what happens in the community? Say somebody is caught with outside paraphernalia, like a bra or something like that. What happens? Like, does the church intervene? Does, do elders intervene? Like, what? I think at this point it would more just be the parents. Would it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So they would yeah. just be like, no, you can't do this. Take yeah. it away, whatever it is. Yeah, and they would, like, the mom would definitely shame them, yell at them, and then, t- yeah, like, my grandma, she took it away and burnt it. Okay. Now, my grandma is very different today. She has really, really come a long, long way and changed her mind, right? But that's what she was taught, and that's what she was supposed to do, to keep her girls on the straight and narrow, you know? Wow. Um... Oh my, oh, like, oh my God. Okay, so, can, sorry, I'm getting stuck. I think no, I'm that, doing that, better today than last time, 
Uh, my baby brains have been so bad. <laughs> that is quite okay. We're a little bit in shock over <laughs> the know, revelations. The revelations that are coming out of this. So you know that's okay if you yeah. need a second. <laughs> We're right there with you. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Oh, and so, for periods, they just use old rags. Oh yeah, I was going to oh, ask. We're gonna ask yeah. use because like, you can buy that stuff at Walmart. Yeah, yeah. Not babies. It's not next to the baby. It's not next to the babies. <laughs> it's a over. They've got a, a feminine hygiene aisle. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah. So, so you don't use traditional uh, feminine hygiene. It's homemade, if you will. Most today do if they okay. can afford it. Yeah. But like the traditional communities, like some in Bolivia and even Mexico, still has a um, a small, very, very traditional community. They use rags, but. My mom, when I was, I don't know how old I would have been, nine or ten when she talked to me about it, like, she had a pack of always. Yeah. Yeah. How do you walk around wearing rags between your legs? And work as hard as they do. And make as hard as they do. My mom picked rocks on the field, period or not. I wonder if it's almost like a free bleed. Like a what? Like free bleeding. Have you ever heard of that term? That's very new. Like now you can buy like period panties. So you don't have like to wear a tampon or a pad or anything like that. And it's like free bleeding. Basically, you just are wearing underwear that's got extra protection built in. And then you just wash it and off you go. Sorry, Linda. (laughs) Well, I'm kind of at the non-verbal I'm getting. (laughs) I'm kind of past that point in my life right now. Um, Yeah. I'm just, I'm trying to wrap my head around it. Yeah. So even even in the traditional like English world, if you will, yeah. things are starting to move away from like tampons and pads and like that traditional yeah. Yeah. product that we would use into more natural and organic. Well, let's be honest, the cost of it is ridiculous. That's a whole other episode. That's another oh, episode. That is a whole other episode. And the, the fact that you to... have to pay for it is yeah. uh, is another thing. Yeah. So yeah. that's yeah. Luckily, it's not taxed anymore, right? Like I, I, I that I don't the, know. No, there used to be a luxury tax on it. Yeah, it's not a luxury to have it's a period. Not a luxury. Anybody listening, it's not a luxury. <laughs> and I think they took the freaking luxury tax off. But okay. still, I I don't think we should pay for them, especially not the price that they are. Anyway, wow. Back to bras. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back to bras. So I was really, really young when my mom got me my first bra. She got me a training bra, a yeah. really, really cute one. And, yeah, I was very, very young. So my mom definitely was, like, opposite. You know, I sit here as a rebel. I think you you can see where that all started, right? Yeah. And I was the only girl in school. This was probably, was it grade three or grade four? And all the girls were were jealous. And my cute little training bra. Where does one go to buy a training bra when you live in Chihuahua, Mexico, and you're in a village... I have never thought about it. I'm Where gonna, do you go to buy one? I'm I guessing will, Walmart. There is no there Walmart. Is no Walmart. There was now oh. there is, but there wasn't. Oh, there was. Yeah, I guess not. Hey. Well, you and know, no Amazon. No, the, no Amazon. Here's what I assume happened. I also didn't wear traditional clothes. I had um, grandparents and aunts and uncles in Canada, and they sent me secondhand clothes from Canada. Oh, I wonder. so I had the cool clothes from Canada. Maybe, Maybe that's where she got the bra from. Yeah. And the bra must have been in there. Yeah, that could be. Wow. I yeah. Just a random just I wonder where she got it from. Wow. I will I will ask her. Ask her. Yeah. I'd like to know. So just to kind of maybe wrap this up for this episode, because we are definitely gonna come back and talk about this. So is there 
plans to introduce more education for sex education, uh, body autonomy, like all of that stuff. Is that something that maybe is on the horizon for the Mennonite communities? There is. So last week I talked about a a couple of the schools that have a Mennonite program, alternative Mm -hmm. program. So they're trying to offer something uh, for the kids, but it's, it's such a taboo subject that they're very much respecting the parents' wishes. Mm-hmm. So they're they're not pushing it. But I came across a book uh, uh, a couple years ago. It's in Low German, written by a um, registered retired nurse from Manitoba who wrote from its heavily Bible faith perspective, but it's a sex ed book for young kids. Wow. Or for, for like teenagers. Mm-hmm. And it comes with a CD so you can listen to it. So even if the moms or the parents can't read, yeah, they can listen to it on low German. Um, and the, it has a low German title, but it's called my body, a gift from God. And I did one group with uh, low German midnight ladies where it was just a, a group book study where we went through the book and what I thought found so interesting that most of the moms that showed up were moms of um, um, baby boys. Oh. They wanted their baby boys or their boys to raise them and help them grow up and have knowledge about it. So that was really, really neat. Wow. Do they circumcise the boys? That's a really good question. So apparently they do. Oh, okay. I was just curious. Um, the more traditional they are. I think they're supposed to. I think the really traditional church is supposed to circumcise. Hmm. But that's something I don't have that much knowledge on. Interesting. Could you write that down on your little notes there, Ed? <laughs> I'm just no, I'm just kidding. It's Find out. I'm just wow. well. Are you oh. are you blown away? Oh my god! This whole morning has just been an absolute like so. I've learned so much. I know. I know. And and. You know what? Maybe we can even come back on this point and maybe talk about more men's side. Like, you know, maybe that's something that we'll, we'll come back to. Yeah. But I think this is a great stopping point and we'll pick it up next episode because I'm blown away too. Like, this like is, I need a minute to regroup. Here. I know. I need to process a little bit. So, you know what? Let's leave it there. Benita, thank you so much for coming in again today to talk to us and uh, stay tuned for episode four. Yeah, no problem. It was a blast to talk about <laughs> I just had to say that. I'm sorry. No, I love it. Thanks, everybody. We'll we'll be back after we've processed. <laughs> Bye.